Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Destinity, and they have a new album called In Continuum, which released on October 15th via Crimson Productions and Season of Mist. Right now, I'm being joined by Seb to share some more information about this stellar release, why they're rejecting the deceit, and why Dawn Never Breaks in the Continuum. So, Seb, welcome to the show. Well, hi, John. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you on. I just wanted to point out to all the bands out there that Seb is showing up with proper headphones, proper microphone, and in a uh, proper environment. So thank you so much for that, Seb. (laughs) Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have a home studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of new, too. It does look new. It looks like the drywall is uh, still being set. Not finished yet. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm going to put some... uh, some like uh, acoustic uh, foam and stuff on it. I just had to tear down a whole library just to put it up. So, yeah, okay. in progress. In <laughs> progress. Now, that brings me to my next question because I've been privy to constructing a few uh, studios. How expensive have you gone? Do you, For example, do you have a floating floor? Uh, no, so it's not that fancy yet. So I just want to say that I moved here three weeks ago. So oh. it's like still very, very, very fresh. Uh, but the house is uh, house is well fairly old. It's from the seventies, but it happened to have um, a room where there used to be a, a big piano, like a, a concert piano. And so, so there's a wooden floor. the um, The ceiling is acoustically treated. The walls are too, and it was absolutely absolutely great. When I visited the house, I said, oh, "I have to get this one." There's a it's a sign yeah. of destiny. A sign of destiny, and that's your destiny. There you go. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Cool. Uh, So then, behind the drywall, they've already worked on soundproofing it? Well, yeah, there's, uh, well, the soundproofing on the wall isn't that thick, I would say. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we're not going to. Maybe not. We could record drums and stuff inside. It would be fine, but I wouldn't have the family next door, for example. Okay. You know, it's not that. that yeah. Tough. But um, but yeah, we can definitely we we rehearse here now with um, electronic drums, mm-hmm. and uh, and with uh, our in ear system, like our amps directly plugged into uh, two notes torpedoes and directly into in ear systems, and we can rehearse here anytime we want. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, when you're in the city or around the city, and um, yeah, just to have a really relaxing and uh, flexible rehearsal space, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. And my wife and I just bought a house, so we know what it's like to go through houses and find that moment <clears throat> in time where you're like, "There's a sign. This is the one." Exactly, and you don't want to get past it. No. And so you just do whatever it takes to get it, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And in plus, our case. Yeah, plus uh, after COVID, it's been completely crazy. So I'm from Lyon, France. And it's been completely crazy. Uh, houses are so rare now. Everybody wanted to uh, just get out of the city. They've been trying to get out of the city for a whole year. And uh, yeah, it's just impossible to come by. A decent house with a decent price. Forget it. So yeah. When I found this one, yeah, it was the sign. So mm-hmm. pretty yeah. lucky to be here. Exactamente, baby. Okay. <clears throat> and I also went to culinary school, so we could chat for years about Leon. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Lyon okay. is like, you know, the place where all culinary schools bow down to. It's like, you know, we do morning prayers, we face Lyon. I was going to say it's the Mecca of gastronomy. Yeah, <laughs> the Mecca. Of, yeah, the Mecca of gastronomy, baby. That's right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Like for example, we learned Lyonnaise potatoes, but you guys probably just call them potatoes. Yeah, they're just regular potatoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are. Cool. So crafting a home studio, living in Lyon. Uh, are you outside the city then? Yeah, just a bit outside, but not far. I mean. I'm uh, like 20 minutes away from the city center, so so it's like a suburb, let's say. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I think you're wearing an EVH shirt, am I right? Oh, yep. Okay. There you go. Yeah, take us. My, th- sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it sounded like you were going to say something really interesting. Oh no, just really basic stuff. It's my favorite amp, really. So maybe that was part of your question, right? Yeah, because my there's so many now to this day, pieces of EVH equipment that you could have in your chain from, you know, the total chain, you've got the guitar, you got the pickups, you got some pedals, you've got, you know, the amp, or maybe just like one little thing here and there. So mm-hmm. yeah, take us through your effects chain. What What is the EVH that you're using? Uh, so recently, so we're lucky enough to have a EVH endorsement. It's been, uh, it's been two years now. And um, so it's, well, it's pretty great because it extends from EVH to Jackson guitars, sorry, uh, Charvel guitars, Gretsch. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I play on Jackson guitars. Uh, my amp now is EVH, the um, EVH3, the 50-watt version, uh, the Stealth version, which is the, the most recent 50-watt that they released. And honestly... It's killer. It's great. I used to have the um, 100 watt, which is honestly huge. It's a beast. Um, It's really powerful, 100 watt, but it's a pain to carry around. Honestly, in the case, it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 kilos or something. Uh, Don't ask me in pounds. I have no idea about pounds. Um, It's okay. And so, um, so... after after I bought that one, a few months afterwards, they released the 50-watt version, Stealth. Uh, and they promoted it saying that it was pretty much like the 100-watt, but smaller. And I was like, hmm, how can you put so much head, so much headroom in there? And there, can it be exactly the same thing as the 100-watt? And so the other guitars got one. And I said, shit, they did. Honestly, it's great. It sounds exactly like the 100-watt. And it's more portable and it's MIDI controllable, uh, which the other one wasn't the 100 watt. So uh, it checked all the boxes for me. So I bought one straight away. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I was going to ask a bunch of questions about that one. Um, Like if, for example, because in theory, in electrical theory, your 100 watt has more headroom. So it'll have a cleaner, tighter sound. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the 50 watt sounds much sexier because it breaks up more. Yeah. But in terms of recording, sometimes the the more headroom, the more expensive it sounds. Yeah. So, yeah, true. I've always, yeah, I've always recorded on 100 watts. True. Okay. Because I was going to ask then, you know, do you play live with the 50 watt where it sounds just brutal and sexy and then record with 100 watt? Uh, I haven't recorded with my 100 watt. I Honestly, I haven't done the test yet. 
I should do it because I didn't sell the 100 watt yet, and I don't think I'm counting on doing that. Yeah. Um, and But honestly, just in the rehearsal room, I didn't hear much of a difference between the 100 and the 50. Okay. But okay. I should I should definitely record both and see if I really see a difference or not. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. something I definitely should do. Uh, nerding around with gear, that's perfect stuff. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, what does the stealth mean? Take us through the stealth. What is it? What 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 do they do uh, differently? Well, first of all, they made a different design. Uh, well, <laughs> stealth just because the front plate is black, it's like matte black finish, mm-hmm. uh, which I think looks pretty cool. But I think apart from that, what they did is they kind of did a different voicing also on the EQ and on the gain settings. I think there's more gain. Uh, there's a bit more, well, wait, 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 more gain on the crunch channel, right? You need, definitely need more gain in a 5150. Nah, for sure. You always need more gain, right? Yeah. No, no, no. We, we, we put the, we dial it down. We dial the gain down. It's cleaner that way. Yeah. And you can hear us mess, mess up, which is better. Uh-huh. Um, no, but they put, they put more gain on the crunch channel, which I find pretty cool because, uh, crunch channels, well, it depends on what you're playing. But sometimes, well, I use it specifically for leads, melodies, which is strange, right? Yeah, the crunch channel. Yeah, but it's har- harmonically, it's super rich. So I just crank the gain up and add maybe a compressor, and I can play like kind of like atmospheric leads and stuff, and it just kind of like booms. It's a bit less compressed than the, uh, the red channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lead channel and it kind of yeah there's harmonically there's something that's uh, that's a bit more like present that i really liked and so they um they added a bit of gain on that one uh apparently in the stealth version and so there's a little less of a different uh, difference between the crunch uh channel and the lead channel there you go okay yeah Boom. But I'm not too familiar with the previous version of the 50 watt, so I can't like tell you exactly. Yeah. Now, my next question then is: we've got the stealth, and we also have the Jackson you mentioned. So, is mm-hmm. that is that what we're hearing on the record? That combination? Yes, that's it. That's Jackson that I had. Um, I had the um, what's it called? Yeah, I have it right here. I, I should show you. Have it has an Evertune on it. What? What? Yeah. Because for- Evertunes. Okay, take us through your pickups. What do you got? Uh, these are Fishman Fluence. But so I kept these in, inside because they're stock. So I don't exactly which model. Uh, no, uh, this is the DK, DK7 Modern. That's what it's called, I think. And uh, released, I think, last year or the year before. And um, and so, yeah, uh, Fishman Fluence. I didn't want to change them. I'm more of a um, bare knuckle guy, actually. The Juggernauts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing with those for like years now, and I really love the sound. Uh, but on this one, it came stock, and it sounded really, really tight. So we rolled with that. Yeah. So does that change your perception, or do you just then now you're going to keep that one as it is? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Gear always changes. It always evolves. You always say you're going to do something or never you're going to do something else, and in the end, you just... Yeah, sometimes it just change. But um, I'm not much of an pa- uh, active uh, pickup guy. Uh, and 
I think it's really good for recording. It's super precise. Mm -hmm. You can't really, well, you can't really cheat with it, I would say, but especially with the Fishman Fluence. Uh, but there's something in the dynamic that I find a bit, um, it's a bit too, like, polished for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like I like the passive pickups when you really have to dig in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Very true. And I was looking on the, the interweb, so it's an ash body. Yeah. Which is cool. You don't really see that a whole lot, but I know Jackson's doing that because, uh, oh man, what's his name? He's in Arch Enemy now. He used to play in Nevermore. I don't know why I'm skipping. Ah, uh, Jeff Loomis. Yeah, his guitar. Jeff Loomis. Jeff Loomis. His guitar is made out of ash, and I thought that that was an interesting uh, choice of wood. Is it heavy? No, nope, not too much. Okay. They might have chamber it then or something. And then the the cool thing about, I guess, the Fishmans is uh, they're a different technology. So they're actually made a design to make it look like it's a passive pickup, but there's actually no wiring in it like what it looks like. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's like, well, they say it's the best of both worlds. I kind of agree uh, because it's not, uh, I played a lot on EMG. I used to play a lot on MGs, and um, yeah, it's not as pronounced. I mean, the active side of the sound isn't so pronounced. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would say it's the best of both best of both both worlds. Sorry, and uh, so many guitars now are being uh, ha have the Fishman influences inside. I mean, uh, Jackson's putting a whole bunch in theirs. I know, well, lots of guys are putting them in their guitars, and yeah, they are actually pretty cool. All right, fantastic. Now, this record... Yep, In Continuum. In Continuum. We've chatted a bit about, I guess, the guitar sound, uh, but let's get into the actual record itself. What mm -hmm. is, is there a theme? Is there something you guys set out to do musically, lyrically? Uh, lyrically, yes. So uh, I'm going to speak for my singer here. Um, lyrically, uh, let's say the main theme is all around time. Uh, which is very vast, you would say. Uh, but it's like, well, we came back after, uh, we're coming back after a split, actually, of the band from uh, 2014. And during, uh, let's say, during five years, we didn't, well, Destiny didn't exist anymore. We started again in 2019. Lots of stuff happened, and um, there, was a, there was a whole, let's say, like kind of like reflection around what time is and what I mean the time that we spent apart uh the time that we're going to use now uh as a band there was yeah and obviously we've all like grown matured uh gotten older uh and yeah it's uh it's really a daily thing so that's really the main thing uh, but then it's treated different way in different ways, uh, depending on the song. So, uh, sometimes it would, it would reflect more on the past. Some others would reflect a bit more on the present and, uh, and some on the future. So, yeah, it's quite vast, mm -hmm. but that was the main thing. Okay, cool. Musically, did you set out to do anything, I don't know, different or did you just do your thing? Um, well, we did our thing, and it, uh, yeah, we didn't really think about doing anything special or anything. We just uh, let it flow naturally. And the result is quite interesting since there's a real, like, 
continuity with our latest album, uh, Resolving Crimson from 2012, uh, but with some added elements. So this whole time that we spent, let's say, apart, uh, we were still in bands, writing music. I mean, this was still our uh, our main thing. Um, but um, so we just like gathered all these influences, these riffs, these well, new things we were listening to and stuff. And and uh, naturally, this kind of all these influences seeped in the writing process. So we ended up like when we were starting to uh, to write the album, we had these like old reflexes from before, from 2012, but with a uh, little some new things, some new elements, which made it kind of fresh. And we were quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. But. But we didn't. We, we weren't setting out to to, uh, to sound like uh, like this band or that band, or, uh, or we weren't thinking like, okay, uh, now we're old, we have to slow down or something like that. You know, <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, it just happened really naturally, actually, and pretty fast too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, because one of the questions I was going to ask <clears throat> that you answered was, hey, if the last album was 2012, that's like almost 10 years ago. What happened? But you you told me, you told us. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, yeah quite a long time, but we we kept busy and um, and I'm quite sure. Well, with uh, with let's say hindsight, uh, I'd say it was really beneficial to uh, to to the band's music because uh, it, it helped us like have a breather. <laughs> that was pretty useful. Uh, and just mature and uh, get some new, gather some new ideas, some new material, and um, well, it turned out pretty okay. Mm-hmm. I completely. Well, I hope every. Well, sorry, but I hope everybody agrees with that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you could say it was part of your destiny, des- destiny, destiny. Tongue twister. It, it was <laughs> at that particular moment, Seb. Sweet. Okay. So today we have chatted about your. Not your, but like the band's Destiny new record in continuum out October 15th via Crimson Productions and Season of Mist distribution available everywhere you consume music. So if you're listening in right now on Spotify, check it out. If you're listening on Apple Music, check it out. If you're on YouTube, I don't know. The boys have a YouTube page, though. And if you go to the uh, show notes down below, you can go to DestinityOfficial.com. And I was just there. There's pictures of the boys. They're really good looking. And also as well, they have links to everything that you need. There's uh, a Facebook. If, uh, there's an Instagram. There's a YouTube. There's a Spotify. There's that Deezer. There's a, is that a Google? No, that's Apple Music. Cool. So they are available anywhere and everywhere that you want to be. New album in continuum out October 15th. Seb, I don't have that's any other questions. Well... Great. It was great to uh, to speak about some uh, some nerdy guitar stuff. Don't get to do that too too often. I love it. So uh, thanks for that. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Well, thanks for the invite. And uh, well, hope uh, the uh, your audience will uh, like what we did. And uh, we had a really fun time doing it. Gave all our passion in it. So uh, yeah, we hope uh, listeners will enjoy.